If you got issues, God will look past those issues to do by faith what he wants done and he'll deal with those issues while you're on the way. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you've joined us today. All right, be honest. We all have issues, don't we? And we may think that our baggage or our issues is going to be something that God will choose to allow us not to be involved in ministry, or that's going to be something that hinders the way in which God can use us. And to a degree, that may be true. But you don't have to look very far in the Bible to realize that all of those people who appear in Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith, they all had issues too, and God used them. And you don't have to look very far all throughout uh, Christian history to see how God used flawed men and women to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish. The great thing is, is we yield ourselves to be used by God and allow him to shape us and mold us into the person that he would have us be. God does work on our issues in the process of growing our faith and being obedient to Him. We're going to look at that more in today's broadcast. So I hope you will open your Bible to Hebrews 11 as we continue when things don't go my way. Here is Pastor Ford. I tried to run. I tried to go back. I tried to go back to Pittsburgh. So I I was catching up in here. I was giving as much as I was catching. All right, all the old members know I was giving as much as I was catching. You know, and sometimes I was catching it because I was giving it. Because sometimes if you don't want what you get, you got to stop giving what you're giving. Mm, y'all get that on the way home. So, so, so my home church came open. I got down on my knees. I should be pastoring my home church. And so, and so I prayed. I had my wife praying. I said, oh, yeah, I know I'm going to get it. I go home all the time. They, they call me home. Come preach, pastor. Come. And everybody said, you're going to be the next pastor of this church because I'm going to vote for you. Send your resume in. I sent my resume in. And the two church bosses, we call him the Silver Fox. He'll be here in May. Silver Fox and Mel Austin, head of Deacon Board, took my resume out and didn't share it with the pulpit committee. I come home to preach that summer, and uh, one of the ladies said to me, I'm mad at you, Bo Ford. I said, why? Because you didn't send your resume. I said, yes, I did. No, you didn't. I'm on the pulpit committee. I said, I, said, I sent it because I was ready to leave Chicago, that South Shore Baptist Church, and all them so-called Christians up there. I was ready to leave. Thank God for unanswered prayer. They pulled it. They thought, hey, we don't want him. We're going to get rid of this. And, and Teddy Banks said, oh, there's going to be some trouble up in here. She didn't say the word trouble. And we were in church on Sunday, too. That's right. I'm serious. And I said, no, 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 no. It's the sovereign will of God. Why did I say that? Because that's what I'm supposed to say. I'm a preacher. And I, say, I, said, I said, it's the sovereign will of God. He didn't want me here. But we, if, you, if your resume had been read, that would have been it. Everybody on that committee knows you. Everybody served under your ministry. Everybody would have said, yes, 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 yes. And I said, and that's probably why they pulled it. Now, fast forward the video. I'm telling you, what I'm doing now with the connections that I have and the favor that's been given me, if I'd have been at Bethany in Pittsburgh, I don't believe a one of them. I wouldn't be on the Moody station. And I look at that, I, I taught at Moody. 
because I was here, professor. All, all the things that God hooked up was because I was here. That's why I told you I'm staying here. <laughs> That's right. Amen. I'm a bloom where I'm, I'm staying right where God put me. But, but, but you see what I'm saying? <laughs> the best is yet to come. See, they thought they were kicking you out when they were really kicking you up. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you got that. Listen, think about this. Judas betrayed Jesus. Boo! Uh-uh! Yay! Yay! Because he came and betrayed him with the highest sign of affection, a kiss. And he betrayed him for the price of a slave, 30 pieces of silver. And we look at Judas and we say, man, it traitor. Man. Yay! Because if Judas would not have betrayed him, then he wouldn't have went to Calvary. And if he wouldn't went to Calvary, he wouldn't have took our sins. And if he wouldn't have taken our sins on Calvary, uh, he wouldn't have died. And if he wouldn't died, he wouldn't have had a resurrection. And if there's no resurrection, there's no redemption. For if there is no resurrection, our faith is that. Thank God for Jesus. You ought to text. You ought to email all your haters. And one thing you ought to thank God for, you know what it is? I thank God. I don't look like what I've been through. I thank God that he used everyone that was against me that caused me to rise, to rise, to rise, to rise. I'm going higher, so go on hate. Go on. Mm. Last two. Number seven. It says when things don't go your way, you got to know that you have God's approval. Listen to what it says. It's right there in the text. I, I'm not making it up. It says, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. Wow. That's amazing. God is not ashamed. Now, we already talked about this, but let me, let me just repeat what I was saying. Remember uh, in Genesis 3, 6, what God said, who, who are you? He said, I am, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he says, listen, if you want my resume, all you got to do is talk to Abraham, I'm his God. All you got to do is talk to Isaac, I'm his God. All you got to do is talk to Jacob, I'm his God. And remember I told you this, I want to repeat it. When he puts Jacob in, he's saying, God is not ashamed to be identified with the worst in us. Can I say something? What's missing in this text? In all of it. Can, can, can I walk you through? Noah's in there, but where's the fact that he got drunk? It's not in there. Abraham lied, but where's that at? It's not in there. Sarah laughed, where's that at? It's not in there. Isaac told the same lie his daddy told, which means the nut don't fall too far from the tree. You know, what we see in our children is what we don't like in ourselves. Mm-hmm. I look at my sons and I say, when they were out in the far country, and, and, and my wife said, you were just like that, you were just like that, you were just like that. Look at them, doing everything they big enough to do. Running around doing this, doing that, doing, you, were, you were just like that. Jacob, a deceiver, manipulated his brother, lied to his father, and notice he deceived his father with a coat, and his sons turned around and deceived him. What goes around 
Yo, you know it too. Moses was a murderer. Then it goes down to verse 31. Rahab, uh, 32. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel. All these boys had issues. None of them were there. Why? Because in this chapter, God is finding faith, not finding fault. Now, 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 hold on. This is not a license to sin, but what it does tell us is this. That if you got issues... God will look past those issues to do by faith what he wants done and he'll deal with those issues while you're on the way. You don't believe it? Ask Jacob. When did his name become Israel? When he wrestled all night with God. And he wrestled with, and, and, and that's the fight you want to lose. And God touched the hollow of his high, that, the thigh. That's procreation. And what happened? It says when he got up, he was limping. You say, what's wrong with you, man? Well, you know what? I wrestled with God and I lost. What's so great about that? Because I got a proclivity to sin. My name is Jacob, deceiver, supplanter, manipulator. But God put me with my uncle Laban who wrote the book that I read. And for 20 years, he took my wages. But in one year, God gave me retribution for all that he took. And so I realized it's better to be with God than to be my own manipulating self. I'll get more in a quicker amount of time if I just, so I got to let go of Jacob so I can become Israel. He's got God's approval. Now, now let me tell you what that means. Well, first of all, you know, that's what he did to Jesus, right? Matthew 3 at his baptism, Matthew 17 at the Mount of Transfiguration, what did he say? First time he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Second time he added, hear ye him. Rick Riley says he added, hear ye him because they weren't listening to him. So the second time he repeated, he said, hear ye him. What did he give him? This is my beloved son. Uh, affection and whom I am well pleased appreciation then the next time he said this is my beloved son acknowledgement and beloved son affection in whom I'm well pleased appreciation and then hear ye him attention now can I ask you a question did God do this for Jesus benefit no who did he do it for? The benefit of those that were listening. Why? So that everybody knows God is on Jesus' side. So then this approval, he says, he's not ashamed to call their God. Now let me tell you what we call it in the Bible. Favor. When God is on your side, that's called favor. Okay, let me show you two passages. Look at Genesis. Look at Genesis. Now we know the story of Joseph. We talk about it all the time because it's a perfect example of what I'm talking about when things don't go your way. Where did he go first? Come on. Pit. Where did he go second? Potiphar's. Where did he go third? Prison. Then where did he go? See what he did? He had a dream. He kept his eye on the prize. I'm in the pit, but I'm on my way to a palace. Well, you're in the pit, but I'm on my way to a palace. I'm in pot, but I'm on my way to a palace. I'm in the prison, but I'm on my way to a palace. I'm on my way. So I'm not looking at the immediate. I'm looking at the ultimate. Not where I am, but where I'm going. <laughs> going somewhere, praise the Lord. Now, notice then what he does in Genesis 39. Listen to this, verse 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. Verse 2. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, 
and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace or favor in his sight. Here he is in a place where things aren't going his way. This is the palace, but on his way to the palace, in the midst of the pit, God gave favor and some Ishmaelites came along and took him down to Egypt. And at Potiphar's house who bought him, God gave favor. Then he went to the prison, but look at this, look at this. Look at verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph. He in prison now and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Mm. You got God's approval. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., a message entitled, When Things Don't Go My Way. We do have to pause the teaching here, but we'll get back to it in just seconds. I know some of you may have questions from time to time about something Pastor Ford may say or another question related to living out the Christian life. You can always ask those questions at our website. Come to treasuretruthradio.org. Click on the contact link. We'll make sure that Pastor Ford hears from you, and who knows, we might even answer one of those questions on a future broadcast. Again, our website address is treasuretruthradio.org. Our message today, when things don't go my way. So let's get back to it. Again, here's Pastor Ford. Now, let me just show you one more thing here in this text. Notice it says, wherefore. Uh-oh, I knew there was a catch. Here's what wherefore in the text means. But now they desired a better country that is a heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. The first part of 16 is the root. That part I just read is the fruit. The first part is the response. The second is the result. In other words, y'all, it's conditional. If you, God will, if you are like these who desire a better country, who are reaching for God's better, then God is not ashamed to be called your God. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, basically can be summarized like this. Honor God and he will honor you because God always honors those who honor him. And then finally, look at the last part of it. For he has prepared for them a city. Now in the context, you know what he's talking about? Who knows? Holler it out. That's right. The new Jerusalem. Revelation 22. It says a city comes out of heaven prepared past tense. It, the new Jerusalem is already ready. It's just waiting for the consummation of time. He prepared it before it was ever needed, just like he did with everything you need. He prepared it before you ever needed it, before you even knew he existed, she existed. They were being prepared for you. Say amen, somebody. And so it says it was prepared for them. 1 Corinthians 2, 9, I have not seen, ear not heard the things that God has prepared. Ephesians 1, 3, blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly place in Christ Jesus. Blessed already. Already. It's already there. 
I'm on a journey to reaching what God has already. Remember I told you at the beginning of the message, either you're not ready for it or it's not ready for you. Well, guess what? The Bible teaches us most of the time it is ready for you. You're just not ready for it. So God's got to get us ready. Now, remember what happened with Hagar and Sarah? Uh, look, look at Genesis, Genesis chapter 21, Hagar and Sarah. Now, now, first of all, Sarah's not acting like any kind of sister I know, telling her husband, go in, go in to my handmaid. That is, it's okay for you to have a girlfriend. Ain't no sister I know. I'm sure ain't Sister Ford. That's for sure. Yeah. And then, then they have a Ishmael, right? And then what happens? She gets upset. Then they have an Isaac. She put Hagar out. God says, no, bring her back in. And so then they have Isaac. And uh, Ishmael uh, is mocking Isaac. And uh, Sarah sees it, gets upset. And in chapter 21, she says, she got to go. She got to get up out of here. And that little brat of hers. I mean, she, she's like, now that's the kind of sister I know. And so God has to tell Abraham, he doesn't want to put him out. So God has to tell Abraham, go ahead and do what she said. I've got everything under control. Abraham's thinking, you know, what do I do when things don't go my way? It is my child. God said, I got something for him. I got something for the child of promise. And we still paying at the pump because God made Abraham a promise to bless the Ishmaelites who are now the Arabs. But here's the part I like. You read it for yourself. She's out there. He gives her a bottle of water. And the water runs out. And she said, the boy's going to die. And I'm going to, I can't see my son die. And puts him down. And things aren't going her way. She goes away. You read for yourself, 19 through 21. It says that God came to her and said, I heard the prayers of that child. And so now I'm coming to deliver you. And then it says, verse 21, he opened her eyes to show her the well of water that was already there. It was already there. It's waiting on you. Tell somebody, it's waiting on me. I got to keep pressing on. I've got to get where it is. You remember what happened in January 09? The headlines were screaming it. CNN carried it. Everybody was carrying it. Chicago Tribune and the Sun-Times had the same heading. Miracle on the Hudson plane that was leaving from LaGuardia going to Charlotte, North Carolina took off and birds got in both engines and both engines shut down. Anybody remember that? But there was a captain who was piloting that ship. His name was Captain Chelsea Sullenberger. They called him Sullen for short. And he made the only landing on water of a commercial airline in commercial airline history. No one has ever done it. Most people are killed and the planes are broken up. But God had prepared that day. Some of those Christians who were praying, God heard those prayers. Now, there's some planes that go down with Christians who, who pray too, but I ain't talking about them today. I'm talking about the ones where, where God answered. Now, think about this. Who would you want if your engines were going to go out to land your plane? Out of every pilot in the U.S., do you know who you want? Chelsea Sullenberger. You want to know why? Because he was in the U.S. Air Force and he flew fighter planes during the Vietnam War. 
Because after that, he became an airline safety expert with NASA. Because he's got 40 years experience flying a plane. But here's the icing on the cake. He is a certified expert glider pilot. Now, for those of you who are challenged, a glider is a plane with no engine. Look how God set it up that the very person you need is on board so that when things aren't going your way, you can have a safe landing because of who's piloting. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, because we don't have a sullen bird, but we do have a captain. Hebrews 2.10 calls him the captain of our salvation, uh, that he's an expert uh, in holiness and, and can deal with our sin because he is perfect He's without sin, uh, tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. And he's been a part of the Godhead for all of eternity. And God put him in place before we ever sinned, before we ever needed him, because he's the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. With Jesus as our pilot, not our co-pilot, not our passenger, but with Jesus as our pilot, no matter what. What happens in the engines of life? They can go out. The marriage can get bad. The children can go to jail. Mama can become a crackhead. Daddy can be messing around. Whatever it is, Jesus is able to land us safely. Therefore, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, you ought to give him some praise and glory in the house of the Lord. Oh, what an incredible God we serve. So the question is, have you entrusted your life to him? If not, I'd encourage you to do that right now. Just simply pray and ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. And if you do that, would you let us know? We'd be happy to answer questions you may have. You can get a hold of us through the website. Just come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the contact link. Or if you still have questions about beginning a relationship with Jesus, you can call one 888 need him. Well, convicting teaching like we're hearing today relies on a thorough knowledge of the Bible. But you don't have to be a scholar or a pastor to get deep understanding of God's Word. The book, Making Sense of the Bible by David Whitehead, is designed to give you the foundational principles of Bible study so that you can read the Bible for all it's worth and get to know the God who authored it. We want to send you a copy of Making Sense of the Bible for your gift of any amount to Moody Radio. Simply ask for it when you call 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, maybe you've noticed that there's different genres in the Bible. There's poetry, history, the Gospels, or letters like from the Apostle Paul. But you're not sure how to read these differently or if you should. Well, if you started reading the Bible from the beginning and you didn't get very far, that can be discouraging too. David Whitehead provides answers to many of the most significant questions about how you study each genre of God's Word, and, and then he provides a daily reading plan to help you get through the Bible in a single year. So contact us today with a gift of any amount and ask for Making Sense of the Bible. Again, our number is 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, I'm Steve Hiller and our producer is Amy Rios. Join us again tomorrow for more teaching from Pastor Ford here on Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.